Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love One, episode 651 from March 29th, 1998, a Sunday night show featuring guest Marty Patterson. Source on this one is a Melissa tape from 2014 with a couple JBJ tape patches from 2008. I've been waiting to share this for nearly two years. It wasn't edited until just a few hours ago, so nobody's heard this one, including myself. We previously only had a 32-minute clip off of a JBJ tape. Many fans took delight in a very short but sweet clip. Now, thanks to Melissa, we have the full show. If you like the musical Grease, or just hearing Adam sing in general, this is the show for you. Light, fun, totally unique. Marnie uh, from Camp Nowhere and the sitcom Something So Right is making her one and only classic Love Line appearance. You probably recognize her from a million different projects. I think she went on to, to star in Charmed and a bunch of other roles, cameos. Uh, you probably know her. I think she's just 18 when she recorded this, and the 32-minute clip we had was so much fun. We can only imagine that it's even funner in long form, unless there's some really horrific calls that nobody's heard. But this one should be a real delight. We're all hearing for the first time. Uh, sing along in your cars. Mahalo, and get it on. So much good stuff coming. Use the Patreon. Bye, everybody. Patreon.com slash Giovanni. Now here's Loveline with your host, Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey! Adam Kroll and Dr. Drew. Show's a love line. We're back. It's good to be back. Phone mm -hmm. number for love line, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Let me remind you that Dr. Drew is what? A board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Who's going to be at my house at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning if anyone wants to come by and get an autograph. <laughs> okay, weirdo. Marty Patterson is here. Marty is from uh, Something So Right, Tuesday night, 8.30 on uh, ABC. Started off on NBC, same time, and got, uh, well, how does that work that it got switched to and ABC? moved to ABC. Yeah, how does that, uh, What I mean, how does that work when shows get picked up? Is it like when a guy gets traded from one baseball team to another? I, I mean, I guess so. We we were doing really well on ABC, and we thought that, you know, we were going to get picked up. We were told we were going to get picked up, and then out of nowhere, they canceled the show, and then ABC and NBC kind of had a battle over the show, and then we were yeah, Adam, then put on ABC. We, we've been through some. We have? Uh, remember that Fox thing we were doing? Oh, I thought we were going to be, I thought Loveline originally was going to be on the Pottery Channel. Uh, well, it's almost ended up there. <laughs> but there was yeah, a but, fight. Oh, there was. Yeah. Next to the, they instead slid it on that guy, that the interior designer guy. That you made me watch uh, one day in a hotel room. Oh, yeah. We saw the world's gayest man uh, on TV. And uh, where the hell were we? In uh, okay. Iowa. Iowa somewhere. I uh, banged on Drew's hotel room, and uh, he was in the shower, made him get out and turn it on, like, channel, whatever it was in Iowa, just to watch the world's gayest decorator with his own show. But uh, don't don't uh, distract me, Drew. I want to talk to Marty. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, 
you uh, so it's on the show. It's on ABC and ABC. I'm sorry, NBC. No, it's wait on a ABC. minute. It's on ABC. <laughs> no, it starts on NBC and NBC says uh, we're done. We're pulling the plug. We've had enough mm-hmm. of this show. And the folks from ABC say, uh, hey, we like this show. We think it's got some legs. We can put yes. it somewhere in our lineup. We got to we got to then buy it from you. Yeah, I mean, I guess they just pick it up. The Our producers kind of sell it as if they were selling a pilot, as mm-hmm. if they were selling it to just a new network, just as if they were doing it for the first time. And ABC picked it up, and they seem to like our show. So Do you get more cool. money or less money? Less? <laughs> the same. Oh, the same. So yes. it's just they pick up the contract and yeah. everything. All right. It would have been nice if I'd gotten more money, but, you know. Yeah. Well, you're 18. Yeah. I was 18, I... Uh, I wasn't even working. I was working at, at the uh, Flask Liquor Store on uh, Ventura Boulevard. Weren't you just about into your McDonald's phase then? No, I was just. It was just post McDonald's and <laughs> pre carpet cleaning. Uh, that was the uh, the uh, carpet Flask the, way station. You really came into your own when the carpet cleaning. Oh yeah. yeah, that's when the career really started to pick up. Uh, what do you? Uh, and and there's no residuals. It's not like the carpet cleaner. It's not like the Tony Roma sends you a check uh, six months later when they admire the carpet again. Now I cleaned uh, Fredericks of Hollywood down there in Hollywood Boulevard once about really? two in the morning. Oh, my favorite is your choke talking about your, it. <laughs> Edwards Airport Base. Oh, that was great. You ever cleaned uh, an airport? You know what I can't say I have tons of carpet, but I can tell you uh, one of my good uh, carpet cr- cleaning memories was the um, Hamburger Hamlet. Out in, uh, I don't know, uh, Westwood or something. Fired up the grill. Got the blender going. Oh me and my buddy. Did a, had a serious cookout <laughs> over there. Hey, when you're getting $6.50 an hour, you got to eat for free. And the other time when we cleaned some uh, Russian tea room and a friend of mine got drunk and tried to smuggle out a uh, case of uh, cream puffs in the solution tank of the machine and uh, was so drunk he forgot he tried to smuggle them out. And the next day the boss called me and said, do you eat any cream puffs? And uh, I ate three of them, and I didn't know what to say. But I didn't know my buddy tried to smuggle out a whole case of them. And I said, uh, I may have seen one or had one. And he said, oh, because I found a case stuffed in a solution tank. Things you do when you're drunk. That was a guy, Chris, whose house we went to. Oh. Anyway, Marnie, let's talk a little more about this show before we go to the, uh, the uh, phones. I've never seen the show. And uh, I know my partner here hasn't because it's on TV and it's on during prime time. So why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about it? And then, uh, by golly, Tuesday night we're going to watch it. Are you? Are you sure? I'm yes. setting my VCR. You have to tune in. Yeah. 8.30, Tuesday nights, after Home Improvement. Well, you must get pretty good ratings just based on the fact that it's after uh, Home Improvement. I know. Our line producer said, you know what? If you guys don't get good ratings, people are literally turning your show off. But yeah, they, they're like good ratings they're throwing them. something at the set. Yeah, exactly. It's between home improvement. And what's uh, what's next? Um, home improvement mm-hmm. after after you. Mm-hmm. Wait home a minute. Improvement, our show and home improvement. This is like the teenage oh oh. Thing. <laughs> oh it is. <laughs> well, I thought you were just effing around with me. It's home improvement. Your show and home improvement. Uh-huh. They really need that much, uh, Tim Allen. I I guess so. I guess oh. they're paying him enough money. They might as well. Oh, money, that guy. <laughs> My God, is he mediocre. He is so mediocre. I like him. Yeah, I like him too, but I like my neighbor. For a million dollars an episode? I, I like, don't know. I like my neighbor. She much? 50 cents a week. Like a million? Oh, oh easily a million an episode. Oh, Do you believe that crap? I mean, I can tell you for 10, it's not that hard. It's not that no. hard. It's not worth <laughs> no. a million dollars Are you episode. kidding? No. Oh, Tim Allen. 
He's uh, he's all right guy. Seems like a nice guy. I'm sure he'd be good at something. But uh, he's very mediocre on that show. All right. Does that just sound like sour grapes? Because we yeah. get no residuals yes. and barely any money for our show? Yes. <sighs> but can anybody blame you? All right. I got to get into the uh, network deal. Hey, can you get me a job on uh, on your show? Oh, sure. You doing something? Oh, yeah. Rip? No, no. I mean talent-wise. You know, like some kind of walk-in. Like I somebody tell people I'm a grip all the time. Somebody's <laughs> alcoholic brother or something? Oh, sure. They've actually they've requested you before. I didn't think you'd want to do that, though. Please. <laughs> Melissa. Hi. You're um, 16. What's going on? Okay, well, like two years ago at Christmas time, I found a letter on the computer that my dad typed to some woman basically saying how much he loves her and how much he doesn't love my mom and blah, 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 all that. That's nice. And you've sort of been sitting with the secret for the last year? Well, I told my mom that time. Oh, boy. And she, like, had basically had a breakdown, but oh. she didn't divorce him. And they said they were going to work things out and everything. What do you mean she had a breakdown? What happened? She was, like, crying all the time, and just Christmas was really rough that year. She yeah. was having a hard time with her job, too. Okay, all right. And so, so what's going but, on now? It's so weird when you're when you kind of get in the middle of your parents and they're... I remember we're looking through the bathroom once and found, like, an enema bag or something. And I, I wasn't right for, for weeks after that. I just don't, you know, just knowing anything about your parents on any kind of personal level is, uh, is like sort of surreal and and painful at the same time. Especially at that age and that quality of material. I mean, it's not her responsibility. She's there. She is stuck in the middle of it. So what's going on now, Melissa? What made you call tonight? So um, I found an, an email from her. I, I know she lives in town, but I guess they talked through that. And it, it was just saying how, how much fun she had with him when he came over or something like that and i don't know if i should tell my mom again mm. because obviously she didn't do anything about it last time and i don't know if it it's a good idea because it might upset her or what i should What's do. A, how do you come across this stuff first of all um you must seek it out i didn't seek out the first one i don't remember how i came across the second one the first one was well, you don't remember no i don't it's it just was like a month ago I think I was. He asked me to check his mail for him or something real quick, and mm. so I did, and it was there, mm. or something mm. like that. Well, is or, this guy an idiot? Well, I mean, yeah, he is an idiot. Well, yeah, but do you think he wants her to know? I, I always believe when people do really moronic things, uh, like when they cheat and they don't cover their tracks very well, that they somehow, on they some level, they want to be caught. Like he wants to finish this relationship, but doesn't really have the guts to daughter, do it. Think how horrible Melissa felt when she saw that letter. Just the sinking feeling she must have had, huh? Were you suspicious at all? Yeah, I've been suspicious because he doesn't come home when he's supposed to. Like uh. he's supposed to get off work at eleven, and he doesn't come home till one or two. And he just says he's working overtime, but. You know, overtime never shows up on his checks and stuff like that. What are you doing? Looking at pay no, stubs? No, me and my mom have talked about it. Well, it's like a little Nancy Drew over here, this <laughs> militia. So, uh, parentalizing a child is a oh, bad idea. You and your mom talking about, yeah, yeah and dad's got uh, prost- he's got a pallet on his prostate, and he's cheating, and he uh, does a little booze, and once in a while, I likes to put my panties on and uh, mince around the bed. It's like, come on, leave the 16-year-old out of the, out of the mix. Agreed. I think, uh, oh, how to advise you. Um, well, here's the deal. Your mom your mom is in strong denial, and she's aware of what's going on, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, him not, him. you talked about the pay stubs, the overtime, him coming home late. You gave her the initial letter. Right. Here's what I, I don't have any real clear 
direction. What about her talking to dad? Yes, that's what I think you should do is confront the hell out of dad and let him know how badly he's hurting you and your mom and how his behaviors affect the entire... Are there other siblings? Do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have a brother. How his behavior is affecting everybody and that you no longer want to be a part of this. Get out of it. Don't be stuck in the middle of it, but make it clear to him that his behavior is harming people he allegedly cares about. Mm-hmm. I don't tell people can do that if they really care about their family. I don't see how the hell they can do that. Well, I see how they can cheat, but I don't see how they can leave uh, email <laughs> all over the place. Marnie, you wouldn't do something so stupid, would you? No. I wouldn't cheat. Well, you can't you cheat. You're barely 18. I can still cheat. You're not married, are you? No. You got a man? I have a couple kids, but... No, I'm not married. Should, I'm not engaged. Should be a and typical caller. Nothing. You don't have anything going on. Not dating. Going out on no. some dates. I'm uh, busy. No, yeah. I'm going out on dates. Yeah. Yeah. How's that going? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you dating? Like Scott Bale or something? No. You know what I saw though. Who? Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, he is such a stone fox. Yes. Oh. oh. And everyone else's eyes. Where'd you see him? I don't know. Some Hollywood. Club. You don't like him. No, he seems cool. He seems he's, totally different than what I thought he'd be like. think he's funnier than Tim Allen? Funnier than Tim Allen? Yeah, I think he is. <laughs> I think <laughs> he's a little bit funnier than Tim <laughs> Allen. <laughs> and the kid don't even talk. All right. Hey, you want to, uh, you're going to sing for us tonight? I was reading Am on I your bio, you're uh, a 1989 Junior Star Search winner. And those kids are nuts. Have you ever seen that show? The way they sing? It's like some little uh, four and a half, five year old kid um, bellies up to the mic. They have to point her at the mic, yeah. and she can barely hold the thing. And she, all of a sudden, and it's like, you, exp- you, you think it's going to be something cute, and then yeah. it's like, hey, it's like Ella Fitzgerald <laughs> right. or something. That was me. I was like nine, and I was this little tiny girl, and then I like belted out these songs. So like, oh. what, what what song did you do? Something patriotic? No. But I did sing the national anthem for, like, Clippers basketball games. And really? Stuff. And you didn't screw up the words? I was, like, 12. That, to me, is the most bizarre thing in the world, the people that screw up the uh, lyrics to the national that anthem. That makes perfect sense to me. I <laughs> would do it I would do it in a second. I would screw up the lyrics immediately. Yeah. But I know I would screw them up. So if someone... And I, I guess you get a few weeks' advance notice on this gig, don't you? You, you? keep the written material in front of you? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no. I'm saying they don't pull you out of the stands and throw you up in front of no, the mic. No, you are prepared. So, yeah. Yeah, that's... like your your manager, your agent calls you and says, uh, hey, in uh, early March, uh, we're going to have you go over to the Clippers. I mean, you know a month in advance. So yes. wouldn't you immediately go to the library yeah, but, and grab but, the lyrics? Don't you, ever get, don't you ever blank when you are really nervous? You just blank your yeah, th- I think thoughts. That's the lock. only explanation. If people just blank, they oh, get I, nervous. I, have that. I do, but when it comes to songs, when you know the lyrics to a song, it's like forgetting jingle bells. If you absolutely panic, you panic, and that's it. Your brain is. But shut these are down. professionals. Not, no, no, not the ones that. What do you mean? Of course, they, 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 you know, big, big names have screwed up the lyrics at uh, well, that's probably sporting they are, events. They, are, they probably aren't paying attention. Well, they're like they. drunk, and they're like they just got off a plane full of uh, Percodan. You were full of Percodan on Star Search, were you? A little. How's, <laughs> how's Ed McMahon? You know what's really funny, actually? You know what he said when I came on the show? I was like nine years old. Uh-huh. I mean, I'd done commercials and stuff like that, but he said, and here's Marty Patterson, who hopes to be a TV star. Let's see what Star Search can do about that, or something like that. I don't know. And then I ended up on a sitcom. I thought that was pretty funny and ironic. Pretty prophetic. For and me. I owe it all to Ed McMahon. Well, I owe all my success to Ed's work, too. <laughs> Brian. Hello. You're 17. Yeah. Hold on. What song did you sing, Marnie? You're going to hear from me. 
Who, who is that? Exactly. Anything else? Um, the girl who used to be, or something like that. Uh-huh. I don't know. A did couple you, different. Songs. But did you belt it out? Of course. Did you belt out just a couple of notes from one of those? Maybe later. Really? Yeah. All right, I'm writing that down. <laughs> Marnie sings later on. Just a couple. Just the first couple notes. Brian. Yeah. What's I'm going here. on? Go ahead. Okay, this is one big icky mess, but I just need some advice because I'm I stay up like every single night. Like I don't even sleep because I worry about this girl so much. And this is your girlfriend. <sighs> Sorry, my heart's thumping like a million miles. This is your girlfriend we're talking about. Well, okay, we went out for a year, about a year and two weeks, and we got split up because she got arrested because her mom held her down while her brother beat her up. And, and why did she, she get got, arrested? She got charged with battery, and the cops didn't believe her. Her well, mom, they, they, like, played out this big sob story. Yeah, we, we've kind of learned through talking to lots of people that uh, circumstances can look different from different perspectives. Well, something like that happened to me also when I was younger. Somebody, so I, all I right. I understand that. Somebody, her mom held her down while her brother beat her up? Yeah. And the cops arrested her? And she hit her mom, like, one time. And because of but in self-defense. Yeah, but they, but because she was out of it when the cops came, they wouldn't listen to her. What do you mean by out of it? What are you camping uh, right now, Brian? There's a mockingbird outside. <laughs> What's going on out there? No, I'm. Uh, I live in Florida. I'm outside. Um. Well, anyway, they like, We're like best friends, and they've always tried to find excuses to split us up because she has like nine brothers and sisters, and like they're all like as old as my parents. And it's, like, really crazy. It's, like, really, really crazy. Right, well, but, what happened to you? Were you abused? Um, no. Well, actually, yeah, I was for about four years. Around. And, and by the way, abuse isn't something that has to continue to the present to have been... I know. When my dad died of heroin, it got really bad. Okay. All right. So you've got the, the real serious abuse. Of All right. So I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that um, her life's a mess and so is yours. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And and there's <laughs> and and but we really love each other. Well, that's what happens when you, when things get messy is you you find you find stuff and you really you really get into it in a big way. Well, and you also find other hostages, other people to sort of uh, share your misery with. Yeah. Right. It, it ends up being a hostage situation rather than a real relationship. And uh, I'll tell you what, um, you know, when you've been through abusive past, it's very easy for your perceptions to be stored distorted. In other words, uh, exactly what went down that day when she was arrested, who the hell knows? Uh, yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's yeah, just, we don't know. We don't know. But people, confused. the police tend not to. I mean, I, they tend not to just pick people up because their mother's beating on them. Okay? I mean, well, I'll, well, I'll, no, I'll, what I'm saying is, like, one, like, I used to be able to stay the night over there. Hello? Yeah, you're 17, though. Yeah, because um, we're, like, best friends. Because they know how my life situation at my home is, like, really, really crazy. And, you know, I used to be able to stay over there all the time. But, but maybe and, they're trying to create some boundaries in her life and create some uh, some stability. Well, know? listen, Brian sounds like a decent enough guy, but I tend to trust the uh, the folks with the badges and uh, the paperwork here, the older folks. I, I, I We don't have time to sift through uh, his life and her life, and we're only going to get one side of the story. But I tend to, I'm, I'm going with the judge, the probation officer, the arresting officers, uh, I'm going with the whole court system on this one. If they say it's not a good idea for Brian and her to be together, 
I'm going to go along with that one. And, and it often isn't for two people with this kind of history. It tends to add to their... They tend to continue to act out the same play over and over again. And it's not something that tends to lead to health. They each need to work on themselves alone, separately. Yeah, I think it would be hard. They'd have baggage from both different... different no. They just... They really fuel each other's chaos. And uh, it tends not to be a really good situation. Todd. Yes. You're 17. Hi. Um. Well, me and my girlfriend are having unprotected sex. Why? Um... I don't know. Well, I I don't know. We're, we're both each other's first partners, and um, there's a real strange, I guess, odor that she produces while we're having sex. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know what that could be from. And neither of you had other partners before? No. Well, it could be what's called a vaginitis, which is just a bacterial overgrowth of the vagina, and that doesn't have to be created from sexual contact, though it can be passed in por- back and forth. In other words, you may have something, even though she may not have gotten it from somebody else. Does it become a, a penisitis uh, when it gets passed to him, or no, can a male harbor vaginitis? No, it would be urethritis as opposed to penisitis. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's what... Ins- it really should be penisitis once the male gets the vaginitis. I if we're if we're on the outside, it might be penisitis, but it's the urethra, which is the tube inside. Uh-huh. I think they just didn't want to use penis. Could be. And besides, penisitis. That's, it doesn't uh, roll like off some the kind of uh, uh, a, uh, some like a Roman or a Greek, <laughs> some sort of Greek god that a, never made it. A dinosaur or something. Yeah, so you yeah. see the penisitis had a long protruding neck it used to stock its prey. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Todd, it's something that, that it it may not be anything, it probably is nothing to be concerned with, uh, but it is something that uh, she ought to have treated there. You can't, women, there's debate about how women Wait, get... Why isn't this guy using any protection? Well, that's that's the main question. Todd? Here. Yeah. Why aren't you using any protection? Um, I don't know. Just, we, we're both each other's first partners. Yeah, well, all the more reason, all the more reason to Boy, use Wait a minute, aren't you, aren't you going to get someone pregnant, though? I don't, I hope not. Well, oh, let's put it this way, you are. Who are the stupidest people, the ones uh, that have kids? Come on, Todd, what are you, some kind of moron? You're 17. Didn't you take health class? Yeah. What are you going to do when she gets pregnant? She's not going to get pregnant. How do you well, figure? She's 15. How do you figure she's not going to get pregnant? I don't know. Uh, Todd, she will get pregnant. Oh. Uh, Todd is a prime candidate for the Anamprola Genitalia Collection Program. And yeah, I may not give yours back. I may use it as like a swizzle stick or something. <laughs> yours may not come back in good condition, Todd. There's like uh, it covered uh, like twigs and stuff, and covered with junk. <laughs> Smells funny. What's been going on with this thing? Todd, oh. please stop being a moron. Can can I get anything from her then? Or yes, you didn't hear anything I said, did you? All right, Todd. Liz, I swear to God, I'm not paying for this kid. No more kids. I can't even get my goddamn garbage picked up. I didn't pick my garbage up this week. Oof. I'm not paying for any more kids, Todd. You put a condom on. You hear me? Yeah. You can get something. You, 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 you 15-year-old sexer, you? You can get something. It probably doesn't have any significance for you. For her, there's a possibility of potentially a risk of pelvic inflammatory disease, though it tends to be just limited to the vagina, typically. No. We don't really know her history for sure. Marty's not even 18. She has to hear this vagina talk. Oh, no, I've never you heard poor that dear. Oh. I, I don't understand how he thinks that being 15, you don't get pregnant. He's stupid. That's how. Come on, can't we just call certain people stupid? What's wrong with that? 
Everyone's got to have a condition. Oh, he's underprivileged. He doesn't have the same access to uh, reading material. Oh, he's dumb. He's 17. Please, doesn't think he can get a 15-year-old pregnant? Todd, your mom was pregnant at 15. Don't you think uh, your girlfriend could get pregnant 15, 17 years later? Please. You have to use protection. I'm giving the boy a little tough love. I'm hoping to scare him into putting on a little protection. You dating any celebrity guys this morning? No. None of those uh, Hanson boys or anything? No. Who do you like besides uh, Leonardo? Oh, no, that's just someone who happens to be really popular, I thought. Ah, I see. I'd thrill a couple people there, out there. Yeah, who are you into? Like uh, Joey Lawrence? No. No? No offense if Joey's listening. Oh, no. No. <laughs> uh, Not really. He's funnier than Tim Allen. <laughs> you and Tim Allen. <laughs> oh, this guy's making a mint talking about tools like some kind of jackass. Oh, that horrible show. a million dollars for that it. That show is so mediocre. Oh, it killed me. All right, I have to go wretch <laughs> and uh, examine uh, where my career is going. Uh, Marnie Patterson is here from Something So Right, Tuesday nights, 8.30. ABC, Jesus Jones will be in tomorrow night. There's a band that you remember, don't you, Drew? The uh, the uh, Morrell Sisters, not to be confused with the uh, Moral Sisters, will be in here. These are the uh, chicks that uh, pose naked for Playboy. There's, uh, they're twins. <laughs> and then there's two other ones that aren't twins. But, man, they're great. I, I've seen the centerfolds. It's one big heap of woman. It's uh, it's really it's like you took uh, eight legs and uh, eight arms and uh, two vaginas and eight breasts and put them in some kind of a challenge Yahtzee big shaker and just shook it up and spilled it right out <laughs> and took a picture of it. I can't even find where uh, where the parts are. It's Sounds just like a Picasso painting. Oh, it's great! It's great. And uh, Brian Hurd and Jimmy Vassar are going to be in here because uh, these guys are the IndyCar racers. They're doing that uh, Toyota Grand Prix thing that I wasn't asked to race in uh, this year. I saw uh, one of them was leading a race when I was watching uh, on uh, ESPN uh, the other night. And John Cryer will also be in here at the end of the week. So we will be back. You have five seconds. Love line with Adam Coral and Dr. Drew. Two. Back in a minute. One. On 101.5 K-Rock. Hey, it's Loveline. Ace Rockola here. And my partner, Dr. Drew. Marnie Patterson is here. She is um, one of the co-stars of Something So Right. Tuesday nights, 8.30, ABC. Right, uh, sandwiched uh, bookend between uh, that Tim Allen and his home improvement. Funny, he's talking about them big iron tools. Yes. I think it really pisses you off because you could have done that so easily. No. That's what you're pissed off about. Oh, I fart better tool jargon than, uh, that's than, the than, point. That, than that poser. <laughs> that's the point. I challenge him and uh, his bearded gay buddy to a build-off. Hey, Drew, when you come over tomorrow, you're going to see real men building. I understand That's that. what's going on. Oh, there's building going I on feel, at the house. I, I must tell you, I feel quite humbled. I'm putting another balcony on. I'm like God. I just look at the uh, window and I say, uh, there shall be a balcony there. And, that, uh, me, that's bizarre. A week and a uh, thousand bucks later, it's there. And the uh, toil of a little of the uh, local color, you know. 
All right, so uh, Marnie, you gonna uh, why don't you belt out a little something from the? Uh, she she won. Did you win the Star Search Junior Vocalist in 1989? Yeah. Oh, you did. Uh huh. How many? Who were you up against? Sinbad? <laughs> no. Hey, did Jenny Jones and uh, you know we had a unique uh, week here. Uh, last, we, last we did, uh, we did Sinbad, we did Vibe on Monday, and then we did Jenny Jones on Thursday, and there were both Star Search winners, I believe. Fascinating. Not a, a lot of people actually came from Star Search, which is really weird. Yeah. So far, not a real convincing argument for Star Search, at least in the comedy department, but the singing is totally different. I mean, that's real talent. The singing and the dancing, these were people that were good. And then they had that acting one, and they got rid of that. I still enjoyed the spokesmodel one, but when they got the guy spokesmodel category in, that you knew that was the beginning of the end. I wasn't a big like watcher of Star Search. I'm not sure I know that. Yeah, you were barely, I mean, you could barely find the TV set at that <laughs> age. And who, who, who decided to sign you up for that? When do you know, how do you know you can sing when you're five? How do you know that? She was nine. Yeah. Yeah, but you must have started when you were younger. I was actually, I wasn't very good at all and then out of nowhere my my mom was just like you know why don't you just put a little bit more into that like i had this really small voice and then out of nowhere i just could belt and mm -hmm. what are you doing now with that um nothing oh that's nice <laughs> why don't you take that god-given talent and you just uh squelch it that's great really you're not doing any singing not really i don't know i feel like i'm almost like I'm too old to sing national anthems at, like, Clippers games and stuff. Well, there's no novelty no. to an 18-year-old singing it. Yeah. I mean, then you just got to be good. <laughs> when you're, like, 14 and they put you in, a, maybe even, like, 11, they put you in, like, a cowboy outfit or something, then it's a big deal. But at 18, you got to produce. Yeah. And you got to be good. Yeah. But you're good, right? Yeah. Well, sing a little something. I knew you were going to. It's weird, though, singing, like... I know. We, we don't expect much. You don't have to do the whole song. Just uh, this. Uh, let's go back to that day in 1989. How many of those Star Search um, gates did you have to pass before you became the the big winner? Um. Well, I was on a few times. I was on probably three times. Mm -hmm. So I won three times, and then I lost to this boy who played like the piano and like didn't really sing but played the piano. Oh, that bastard! I was like You're Asian not... kid. No. No, I played the violin. Like Southern. Jewish kid. kid. Southern Jew. Yeah. <laughs> Did. <laughs> Nolan Meskimen. Uh, sing a little something for us, please. What do you want me to sing? Well, what song did you did you win like with? Like, I remember when I was nine. Well, you know the song. You, you said the title of it. Um, I'll think about it. Oh, come on. Just belt out three syllables and then you're out. What, was, what did I say the title was? Hey, you remember. Come you on. Some, some Oklahoma or something. Easy. Yeah. But Drew and I will talk amongst ourselves, okay. and then when you're ready, you just chime in. Okay. Yeah, do um, yeah, do something from Fiddler on the Roof or Oklahoma or something like that. Oh, I I'll sing match from Greece. I'll sing Matchmaker with you. Okay, I'm gonna do something from Greece. That's so cute that that's, Some, that came back out. Summer loving had Summer me. Summer loving had me a blast. Summer loving got me some ass. Yeah, <laughs> is that how it went? Met a boy. Oh, wait a minute. Am I singing the chick bar? Met a... All right, come on. Go ahead. Why is it echoing? We're just trying to make you sound better. <laughs> All right, I'll start. How can you even carry a tune with these things? I, I don't know what engineer Mike's... He's stowing again over there. His, 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 his uh, right hand has been destroyed by... Well. Yeah, we should sing a duet. Okay, cute. let's go. You ready? Summer loving happened so fast. 
summer loving had me a blast. Met a boy. No, you're Meta. singing the wrong part. Right, well, who starts? I'm trying to work All with right, you. I'll, here. Tell you we'll do, I'll tell you what we'll do. Can you pull up the lyrics on the internet? Do you think it's floating around somewhere, Mike? Do you, is there any way you could find that? And we'll just work it out and we'll do it next break. How cute. Met a guy. Okay. All right, that, engineer that, Mike will find that, and then that we'll do a duet. impulse keeps coming out when you're singing. What, the one to kill me? No, the better guy. <laughs> I know, that's kind of scary. I remember, the, okay. I remember the girl part. Hi. I'm so much man, I can only focus on the females who are singing. I, I'm, I'm homosexual. Right, true. Let's just get back to the calls. <laughs> Enough with the revelations. Becky, Becky, you're 14. Hi. What's going on, Becky? <laughs> Come on. All right, hold on, Drew. I don't have time for the uh, angst-riddled uh, uh, teenagers on this show who are going to kill have. themselves. We can't what? go to. It, let's go to an older yeah. call here. All right, we'll get back to uh, Becky. What was that for? Yeah, Angela. Yes. You're 21. What? What do you want? I'm 21. Well, <clears throat> I'm really pissed off because you know what? Mm. I'm really sick of these men that are into like these vacuous hussy hoes with large breasts and no brains and. Uh -uh. I'm like really smart and I'm really beautiful, but like you need to turn your radio down for hey, one. Hey, dummy, turn the radio down. Okay. Goofball, how smart can you be? She got the radio cranked up back there. All right, let's just take another call and make her uh, sit in purgatory for a while. Chris. Hey. Hey, you're I'm a long time listener, first time. That's caller. what I wanted to hear. Actually, first time listener, a long time caller. Yeah, I don't have my radio on. I don't have the television on. All right, Chris, so what's going on? Still, still funnier than Tim Allen, by the way. There's Chris. <laughs> what's going on, Chris? Okay. Um, actually, um, my wife and I, I have two things I wanted to put up here real quick. My wife and I were planning on having our next, another child. We have one. He's three. Right. And my wife just got off depot about a month ago. Yep. And um, I was wondering, how long does it usually take for us to possibly get pregnant? I, as I understand it, within six months, everything should be functioning normally. How long did it, did it take you a while last time around? That, um, actually, my wife and I were, she got off the pill, and we went to the condom, and actually the condom broke. That's how he was born. Just one time. Huh? One time. One time. Well, so these right. people that say, well, I, don't, I didn't use a condom, you know, one time is all it takes. You're right. Yeah, but she wasn't 15. Did though, you so. save the no, condom? Oh, yeah. I would give the condom uh, as a present to the child on this, like, 16th birthday. <laughs> what, bronze it or something? Yeah. yeah. No, actually, we were in a hotel, and I discarded it. So, um, but, so about six months. With it, yeah. I, I, is she menstruating normally now? Yeah, actually, it kicked in actually real hard. Real right? fast? Real fast, real yeah. bad. Actually, was, she said it was the hardest she's ever felt. Yeah, I bet she'll be pregnant soon. Huh? I bet she'll be pregnant soon. Yeah, actually, she thinks she might be this month. All right. Also, um, Adam, you know how you say steel workers are bad people. I'm a steel worker. Mm. I'm also from, uh, hold on. I'm also, my mom was also um, a single parent. My dad left my mom when I was two months old, um, never married, and also, I have no problem with my life. No, Chris, wait, 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 wait. We didn't, we didn't say that <laughs> No, uh, I know. broken families are necessarily uh, creating, you know, disturbed no. kids, but wait, and also, Adam, just helping. Adam has a thing about metal workers, not Metal workers, workers, exactly. Well, I'm a metal worker. Actually, I'm a, I'm a heavy machine operator. Guys I, who I, work with metal. Changing the shape of metal. Not metallurgy yeah. and not guys no, no, who no, work no. with steel I work plans. with metal. The what do you do? What do you do? I, I carry steel. Of course, my, my, my coworker, Ron, will probably be listening to this. I carry steel down the building. I also used to chip the steel. I've also worked as heat treating the steel. The steel, the steel count? 
No, I'm talking muffler shop. Oh, muffler shops. No, I'm or not. Or building fences or something, right? Yeah. Welding. Welding. I mean, yeah, welding, muffler shop, and maybe ornamental, uh, like wrought iron and stuff like that. I'm not talking about guys who hoist I-beams and girders or guys who uh, work at some uh, big, you know, extruder uh plant where they uh you know make i-beams or something like that i'm not talking about those guys those are more those are industrial type guys yeah i'm talking about long bearded guys wearing uh the old um confederate caps who uh you know you, you go in there because uh, you've cracked the frame on your harley and they weld it up for you right there and the guy's uh, smoking next to the acetylene tank and between his uh, four foot long beard and yeah, he uses his uh his uh his camel non-filter to light the acetylene torch. Hey, Engineer Mike, did you find the uh, Summer Lovin' lyrics? Oh, oh we have them. All right, this is good. We're going to go to break, and uh, when we come back, um, in in uh, in tribute to the uh, release of uh, Greece, Engineer Mike can anything on the internet. This is a this is a now, testimony. I would have sat on that thing for an hour and forty five minutes and then put my boot through it. But uh, Engineer Mike knows his way around that uh, thing, mostly from uh, you know. We'll be back to sing a little summer loving. Be right back in a minute. On one oh one five K Rock. This is Polly Shore, and right now you're listening to the Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Hey, just reading the uh, lyrics to Greece here. Summer nights. I will be uh, John Travolta. I like this song. Hmm? Marty Patterson from Something So Right, Tuesday. Yeah, it's a good song. Yes. Tuesdays, 8.30. ABC will be uh, Olivia Newton-John. Should we just get right into it? This is so cute. Yeah, send your mic. We're like pump. plugging grease. You should get paid. All right, for uh, promotion. Um. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, who is starting? No, I am. You do. All right, coming in right here. Summer loving had me a blast. Summer loving happened so fast. Met a girl crazy for me. Come on, Mike. We need more like this. He have a car. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, oh, sorry. He went by me, got my suit there. I saved her life. She nearly drowned. He showed up, splashing around. Everyone, summer sun, something begun. What up all the summer nights? Tell me more. first sight. Tell me more. Tell me more. Come on, Mike. Do some background here. I'm going to hear Mike. All right. Go, Mike. Took her bowling in the arcade. We went strolling, drank lemonade. We made out under the dock. We stayed out 
don't mean a thing. Come on, up of the summer night. Mike, tell me more, tell me more. All right, last line. All right, Marnie, here you go. Holding my hand. Oh, we got Franklin down in the sand, yeah. <laughs> he was sweet. Just turned 33. She was good. You know what I mean. Summer heat. Boy, Boy and girl meet. Summer nights. Well, well, well. Let's take some calls. Take some calls. <laughs> all right. Never done that before. Yes, thank you. Thank you, ladies. You're all hot for me now, right? I was not in the Star Search competition. Yay! <laughs> me neither. Engineer Mike, everybody, though, with that uh, pop pop. Oh, that felt good. I haven't sung in a while, Drew. <laughs> that was beautiful. Me neither. Drew's a professionally uh, trained opera singer. Uh, some people know this. Sing? He doesn't want to uh, whore himself out on the air. But I have no discernible skills or talent, so I must make an ass of myself. But, Drew, from your professional uh, opinion, do I have any kind of potential at all as a singer? None. Okay, even a even. like a Shatner-esque sort of uh, personality. Sort of, uh, who was the guy that played the 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 commandant in Hogan's Heroes? Oh, Colonel Clink, Werner, uh, Werner von Klemper, or whatever. He does some sort of talk <laughs> talk <laughs> background stuff. You would be able to do that. You would. Oh, that's a bootleg tape of me uh, drunk and uh, stoned at a party. Singing karaoke, and a friend of mine smuggled the uh, smuggled the tape out of the uh, party and gave it to Engineer Mike. If anyone wants to know what I do on the weekends, <laughs> all right, Angela. Yes. All right. So uh, you're beautiful. And yes, you're, I'm you're, beautiful. And you're smart, except for the part about turning the radio down. Well, that was my friend. My friend wanted to keep the radio up. All right, what's you know, well, that is how. You hang out with stupid people, what's, but you're smart. What's the question? Well, you know, like, I'm really gorgeous, but, like, I've already kind of figured it out, but I also, like, want to vent about it. Um, I'm really sick of, like, these men that are into these stupid, vacuous, like, hussy hoes, you know, just, like, all cotton candy, and, like, they have no brains and big tits. Why do they like that? Hold on, I was just getting aroused. Why do they like that? Yeah. Well, uh, the no brain in the big part is uh, one of your tip-offs. Guys like is that pretty obvious? No. I should, you know, know that that's pretty obvious. You know, they're probably uh, guys like ways. women that aren't bitter, Angela. Huh? That's what we're into. We're women into the non bitter. Yeah, we like our women uh, like we uh, like our grapes, sweet and juicy. Sweet. You, you're just juicy. out of your mind tonight. You I am. You lost it. You're out of line. I, yeah, but Angela, Angela just sounds like a royal pain in the ass. You, I think you sound like I like I'm a royal pain in the ass. <clears throat> yeah, you sound like trouble, Angela. <laughs> I sound like trouble. Well, I'm an alcoholic. Oh, baby. But you know, I'm. You know, I've... <laughs> what's going on with your life, Angela? Forget about guys for a second. Yeah, really. What, what about Angela? What about me? If you're an alcoholic, why don't you take care of that? I, that that may be the reason that you're not perhaps attracting or or creating really? the. Really, doing because I'm like a little bit too vulgar and tomboyish. And well, well, you said you're an alcoholic, which is a different connotation to it. That you're really more 
more involved with alcohol and seeking sort of uh, mm, your your emotional world revolves around <laughs> if, if you're an alcoholic that's what alcoholics do and uh, so you're not available emotionally so much for quality people and so you're gonna oh so like i'm not i'm going for like more quantitative than no i'm just saying that if you're not if you're an alcoholic which you described yourself as is that are you what other stuff hey tell your um tell your um Friend enabling alcoholic buddy to shut up for a second okay well what about me well like you know like i'm an artist and i read a lot and mm. stuff and uh, a translation stripper mm. what but puts body paint on it uh. i do i have been a stripper before actually. oh yes yeah <laughs> oh adam that yeah. was really, okay man. Do I have I a what do you do now angela right now actually nothing i got busted and put in jail for what do you really want to know? Yeah. yeah. You really want to know? Prostitution. No, uh, no, no. God, no. I don't have sex for money. I was trying to... Dance is for money. No, I was... Yeah, I dance. You know, like, oh, I'll do the couch dance thing, but no, like, mm. insertion of any sort of things. <sighs> what did you go to jail for? Um, well, except for dollar bills. But go ahead. Um, I was trying to buy um, heroin off the street. Are you a heroin addict now? No, not a heroin addict. Just occasional... Okay, what what are you addicted to do besides alcohol? What? How old were you when you were when you were busted? No, no, when you first had sex. When I first had sex, fifteen. How about before that? Uh, not really. Usually, I just like. What happened before that? Nothing really. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Uh, no weird uncle thing. No, 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 no. What's the matter? Is your family screwed up? No, not really. They're just they're really? cool. Like they're. Yeah. You know, I think it's because they're not screwed up. They just let me, you know, like do whatever I wanted to that, do. That is screwed up, by the way. I mean, that's abdication of their their parenting. I mean, they really don't care enough to help you through the early stages of your life to internalize enough structure to be able to carry on as an adult. Really? All right. You had enough? Yeah, I had enough. But I, mean, she, I, she, I feel here's bad the deal. for Angela. A- Angela has got big, big, big problems. Okay, <laughs> and the first one is her addictive disease. Nothing else can be managed until she gets that under control. She needs to get into some form of recovery. The other things are character logic issues. These are long-standing, entrenched problems that come out of coming out of a non-empathic family situation. And uh, recovery can sometimes do very well in helping people heal some of that. Oh, boy. But uh, this is... Uh, this is, uh, is big-time stuff. Uh, this, is, this is addiction and evolution, too. And she, if she uses heroin occasionally, um, she'll be the first alcoholic in history to use it occasionally only. And not become a heroin. And not ultimately become a victim. You know, I uh, run the uh, full gamut of emotions with our callers. First, I want to strangle them. Mm-hmm. Then I want to hug them. Mm-hmm. Then I usually get back to strangling. Yeah. And then I get indifferent and want to move on. Yeah, because there's uh, other other uh, callers to strangle. Well, there's a lot we could talk about with Angela. Oh, Angela's got problems. Okay, Angela. So the least of your problems are men and uh, why they're into uh, big-breasted, mindless women. That was so completely off the subject of who Well, but that's often the case. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. James. Yeah. You're 13. Yeah. What's going on, James? Okay. Um, I have this friend who I met through my cousin. Um. And she's been, just actually in the past couple of days, she's been saying she wants to kill herself. How old and, is she? You know, I've been talking with my friends. How old is she? What? How old is this girl? She's 13. Also 13. And ha- is she somebody you go to school with? No, she's she lives in, you know, uh, 20 minutes away. About How many times have you seen her? 
I haven't even met her yet, but <laughs> right. I've, I've talked to her on the phone. Hey, there's this dude in Chicago who wants to kill himself, too. He's uh, 29, he drives a truck. Uh, you want us to help him? No. All right. I know this girl. All right. You don't know her. I I don't know how you know this, but why don't you tell your cousin who's friends with her? Right. Well, see, I just found out that she really wanted to kill herself. All right. James, here you go. All right. You never let somebody talk about suicide or make overtures about suicide without taking it terribly seriously. Uh, really, you should be calling the police and reporting it, frankly, and let them decide whether or not this is somebody whose life is in danger uh, or not. Call at, the cousin at, first. At so minimum, should. at minimum, you should be calling the cousin and telling your parents this is not somebody you should get involved with. This is somebody who's got a, a life-threatening condition that uh, you can't do anything about, but you need to alert people who can perhaps intervene. All right, uh, Drew's going to settle an <sighs> argument here. Uh, Erica, hello. You're thirty. Yeah. You're on with Marnie Patterson. She's the uh, star of Something So Right. Hello. Tuesday nights. Hi. ABC. Yes, I've seen right it. Right in between Home Improvement. Right, I've seen it. What's I'm up, I'm going to start a sitcom called Show Improvement, where we go around and fix uh, really bad sitcoms with stars that are way overpaid. Could be a new uh, Show idea, Improvement. Yeah. I travel from uh, sitcom to sitcom and punch them up a little bit. You know what I mean? Show. Work up, Work up the script. <laughs> Erica, what's going on? Uh, my question is for Dr. Drew. I've been arguing with my boyfriend about uh, different uh, disease in the, diseases and the way they can be transmitted. And we were arguing tonight over um, AIDS and mosquito transmission. No, no so one's getting laid. Huh? This is one of those no one's getting laid at the end of the argument arguments. <laughs> well, he's far enough away. That we'll, it doesn't matter right now. Um, oh, so you did I it over the him. phone? I'm sorry? Yeah. We argued over the phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So, um, if he could, if Dr. Drew could just like say this, I'm recording it. He didn't want to get okay. on. Because it, he didn't it, want to argue it has never, it. it has never happened, and it never will happen. Okay. Okay. And, and there, the mosquito gut is a very specialized environment, and very few human transmissible diseases uh, are amenable to that environment, such as malaria, dengue right. fever, this sort of thing. I understand the HIV has. I, I believe there was a report that had been isolated out of mosquito gut, but it's never been transmitted. Well, it's a good thing that uh, the naval doctor uh, Walter Reed came around in the uh, early forties to put an malaria. end to this malaria. Yeah. Good job, Adam. You want to that History Channel? I went to Walter Reed Junior High. <laughs> oh. That's all I know. Erica, what else? I have one more question about mono. Um, I got mono, and um, he's saying <clears> it's not from him, but I'm sure it is. Um, how <clears> long does that last? And how long? Like, how long is it? Dormant in me. This is a long. This, I'm gonna have to answer the question. All right. break, mono, so. mono, mono. We'll, we'll talk about it. After yeah, we the know the question. Hold on, we got to go to break. So. Let me just say something. By I used to, for years had to defend myself against these GD people and Spin magazine and whatnot who alleged that the HIV was some sort of concocted, uh, you know, quackery story about uh, the, the people who had who uh, I, I, they they had this whole this this big. Uh, conspiracy theory dreamed up that HIV really didn't exist. Now we've shown conclusively that if you reduce the HIV production, you prevent people from going on to developing AIDS. It's just insane what people believe in the in the um, lay press. Yeah. Right. Well, listen, they're trying to sell the rag, of course. Oh. Bob Guccione Jr., please. All right. And you sound like Dennis Wolfberg when he said conclusively on <laughs> Oh, God rest his soul. There's a funny guy. Yeah. There's a guy I wouldn't mind seeing uh, with a couple of shows, although uh, you really have to talk his agent into that one at this point. We'll be back. 
Love Line. With Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. The phone number is 1-800-LOVE-191. We'll be right back. Running late for a little 10-second break, so we'll do that. We'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Love Line on Radio Station. Who is, who is, who is this? This, 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 KMKF Manhattan, Topeka Junction City, 1015 K-Rod. It's awesome, it is. I love that. It looked like it was doing. Marnie Patterson is here. Something so right. Tuesday nights, 8.30, ABC. This is the, uh, well, it's a sitcom, right? It is a sitcom, yes. Yeah. What, what day do you guys tape? We're actually through filming right now, but we used to tape on Friday nights, mm-hmm. which was kind of sucked, but... Yeah, because that's big, that's date night for you and the Lawrence boys. <laughs> Seriously. Mm-hmm. You going yes. out? You, you, you have a steady guy now? Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Stewie? How'd you know? I know Stewie. Do you call him? No. How old is he? 35? Let's see. Out of rehab? How hey, listen, old is this hey, listen, guy? Listen. What? I'll rescue you from this. The, the, that last caller we had, I wanted to ask a question about mono. I know she was wanting to get into this whole chronic mono question, which is a yeah. a, a, a sort of diagnosis du jour that's fading yeah. fast. I had chronic mono, too, when my life sucked. Right. It, now that it, I'm happy, I can get out of bed. It, it actually used it's to be, amazing. I know. It used to be called neurasthenia, even, as you look at the history of these sorts of uh, phenomenon. And for a while there, it got blamed on a virus. And there may be some elements, some syndromes that actually have a viral cause. But for the most part, it's really depression we're talking about here. And a true chronic mono follows an acute mono. An acute uh, mono is high fever, sore throat, severe swollen lymph glands, and sick for like a week to ten days. And then you're fatigued for three months after that. That is chronic mono. Right. But that that's not what she was going yeah. after. Everyone in this country is a... Uh, there's, there's, uh, we have titles for two... There's two, two major um, headings that uh, we make a lot of uh, subtitles for, subheadings for, which is lazy and stupid. <laughs> if you're well, lazy, uh, oh, yeah. man, you got uh, uh, you got mono or... No, no, that's the stupid part. Oh. Or um, what's uh, what, what's the uh, other one? Uh, DB... Um, what's the... Uh, Epstein-Barr Epstein well, virus? That's what she was, that's what she please, was, ridiculous. That's what she was going after. It's not totally ridiculous. No, but it's everyone larger. go out and get a job. Yeah, interestingly, the whole fibromyalgia syndrome, which was part of that, there's the muscle aches and stuff like that. I, I've seen a ton of that in my practice, and the vast majority of that ends up being a sleep disorder. And people miss that. You can, they can have your sleep evaluated, and sleep hygiene can be improved. Oftentimes, those aches and pains go away. Ryan. Ryan? Yeah? What's going on? I'm... Not much. You're 14, you little swallower there. Yeah. You? You uh, you have a brain tumor or something. Why? You're just... You're just... Shut your mic off, Engineer Mike. I don't need to hear a doctor tell me I have a brain tumor. Dr. Drew is right. For Christ's sake. Is there something on your uh, Hippocratic Oath that says no effing around with your status? It's like a cop can't, you know, come charge in your house. Hey, everyone's under arrest. Uh, just kidding. All right, just kidding. Just kidding. Sorry Ryan. about the bong. Ryan, what's I'll clean going on? that up. Ryan? Huh? What do you want? Actually, my name is Brian. Oh, Brian, what's up? Um, uh, see, uh, me and a friend of mine are hallucinating. We hallucinate. We don't take any drugs. What do you mean by hallucinating? We, like, see stuff that's not there. What do you see? <laughs> what do you uh, see? Like, spot. <clears throat> spots? Like, spots and dots and stuff, or, like... Mm-hmm. Like really weird stuff. Like what? 
Spots and dots. Well, like, what, what is the weird stuff you see? Like, spots. We see, like, spots floating around. Kind of like, did you see Beavis and Butthead to America? Yeah. Did you see where Beavis was hallucinating? Yeah, out in the and desert? Balls and spots were floating around? That's what we see. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe you're just watching the movie. No. No. Like, All right, do you close your eyes? Do you have to close your eyes? No. When your eyes are open, you see this. Yeah. How long has it been going on for? Um, not too long for me. I don't know about my friend. Do you have any medical problems? Not that I'm aware of. Are you taking any drugs? No. All right, you've got to get this evaluated. Okay, this is a, these are medical symptoms, and you have to have Speaking a Speaking of tumor, right, Drew? Well, yeah. It can be a tumor, right? a lot of things. How can his friend have a tumor, too? Who knows what... Unless it's the drinking water supply. Who knows what they're... You guys live in the same town, right? Um, she doesn't anymore. Mm-hmm, but the damage was done. Ryan, you got, you, Brian, you've got to tell your parents that you're having some funny symptoms and you need to see a doctor, okay? These are, these are neurologic symptoms, so whether or not it's anything significant, I cannot tell you over the phone. You need to be examined, right? All right, Brian. Okay. All right. You're never going to get your license with this uh, dots and spots business, you know. All right. All right. Tell me that kid ain't smoking a little weed. Yeah, can you? Something. Please. Can you what? Vivid imagination. I mean, can you make that stuff up? If you really want to see something, can you actually kind of... Yeah, but yeah. at 14, you see nude chicks. You don't see spots and dots. Yeah, there can be hysterias, but... Uh, That's kind of weird that it's in his friend, too. Like, yeah, one's lying, perhaps, or, or just making more of it. Than, yeah. But but uh, Ryan Brian something's going on there. We gotta he needs to be checked out. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen spots and dots before? Yeah, but I've taken mushrooms, so you know I knew what was going on. You kidding? So things melt. Jay, what's up? You're 18. I just wanted to tell Marnie she has an awesome singing voice. She does. Yeah. And you know I I sort of cramped her style a little bit there, but a little bit. She was good enough to win junior vocalist, and I swear to God the junior vocalists sing sound better than the uh, senior vocalists over there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Adam, you're awesome, and Drew. First of all, I thought you were a dork, but you're pretty cool too. First of all, yeah. For the first two years, <laughs> I have a lot of respect for both of you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Jay. See ya. Thanks. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Someone just called to kiss a little butt and move on? That is excellent. <laughs> I never get that. Eddie. At least without, not with them having an acid yeah, usually, mark. Yeah, usually. Have, and I usually have to coax the compliments out of the listeners. Eddie. Hi. You're 23. I wanted to ask Dr. Drew about um, hyperoxygenation oxygen adjacent. Uh, Jason, treatment for... Oxygenization? Are you you talking about hyperbaric oxygen treatment? Yes, thank you. All right. What about him? Um, I wanted to know if it's it's effective, it works. Somebody told me that, um, like, by diluting um, hydrogen peroxide and absorbing it in the body. No, that's a totally different question. Hydrogen peroxide is a different thing. And that that is a... Some bizarre... uh, theory floating around i had a patient once bring me in a pamphlet or some literature on all this and it's all based on spurious uh hypothesis mm-hmm. and has what do no, you do with it various ways of taking uh, peroxide it's just very bizarre and you know uh, uh molly ringwald's sister beth she told me when i was in high school if you rinsed your mouth out with hydrogen peroxide make your teeth white so i took a big swig out of the thing and spat it right at her did you vomit no, I didn't swallow it. I just swished it around and then spat it at her. Well, I mean, there can be it's reasons horrible. to take peroxide. Don't ever do that. Well, and if you have an infection in your mouth, sometimes it can be worthwhile. I mean, they, I think yeah, they, they, I, don't know. I think they sometimes are recommending things like that after uh, piercings. Oh, really? Like these glyoxalate, something like that. Uh, 
But in any event, uh, uh, hyperbaric oxygen is a different thing where they put somebody in very high oxygen pressures, oxygen concentrations. Are you talking about like these oxygen bars oxygen they're chambers having? chambers and stuff. I, it, but that's, again, that's for a different use. So Yeah, that's for like uh, when, the, when the sub goes down right, and, the they're, beds, right. and they, they don't want you to get... That's um, right. What do you get, like hydrogen in your blood or, I don't know, what the hell do you get in nitrogen? What do you get in your, what bubbles do you get in your blood? I believe it's nitrogen. All right. Benny. Yeah. You're, uh, were we just talking about the Bens? Benny, you're 23. Yes, I am. What's happening there, Benny? Oh, well, I am separated from my husband and I am having some pretty wild flings. Oh, yes. And I keep getting involved with these guys who want to have anal sex. And, you know, since it's about the only thing I have worth giving up anymore, I want to know if it's going to hurt me. It's like some sort of a a family heirloom or something. (laughs) And uh, the the Nazis have just raided the village, and that's the only thing you're able to smuggle out (laughs) with Uranus. Oh, who knows? But, I mean, you feel like, you know, the uh, hymen is uh, long gone. Well, buddy, the right. hymen's been gone since I was eight. Eight? Eight? Yeah. Okay, this explains oh. why you select those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What happened at eight? Oh, grandfather started playing around. Oh, oh boy. Oh, Benny. Let's, so, um, at eight, Marnie grandfather was, uh, started playing around. Think junior Star Search champion, and uh, Benny was on the run from uh, old oh. Grandpa. This guy is an asshole. Oh, please. Oh, what is that impulse, everybody? What is that impulse? I understand a lot of impulses in society. I, I really do. But what is that one? You know what I mean? You know, it's really sad because a lot of girls, I've noticed too, have been, had situations when they were younger. Well, of course. Well, like all Older guys, I don't understand Well, that. especially living out here in L.A., I, all, all the uh, actresses, except for Marnie. If I uh, had a little run in, but you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, folks what are you talking perform about and that I'm, sort of thing. Where, where do you meet, where do you Well, hear I mean, I've, I've had. It scares the hell out of me when she says that. I think, oh my God. If you have a village no, Christian, they've got this. Where the hell am I going to protect Drew's my gonna daughter? Drew's going to raise his kids in a root cellar. Oh, man. No, but, not as much as at my school, but just friends of friends or friends that I've had. And I've just noticed that a lot of girls who, between the ages of like five there, and I've eight, read, have been, I have read data that suggests that it may be as high as 40%. I mean, a lot of girls. I was very surprised. All right, but not, it's not. It's usually not overt like this. This is this is poor Benny's been through the real thing though. When Grandpa's having sex with her, yeah, at no, eight. That, that, oh. that, that's a smaller percentage. But, but the other, not just uncommon. Think about that impulse for a second. Yeah, I can. Where does that even come from? It comes from them having been the, the perpetrator having been abused too. But yeah, you know what? He was abused as a child. But I know that but, for but a you fact. know what? I don't I don't give a crap. You know what I mean? At, at some point, we right. have to say as a society, uh, too bad. They popped you at yeah. 65 years to work that one out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, mean, I, I would have been crying uh, and upset when he was seven and it happened to him, but it's too late. He's 65 now, and we must protect any future trouble that he's about to cause. And I don't care what we have to do as a society to stop this. This this, this is the undoing. Right well, now. I don't have kids, so I don't really care, but... Uh, I understand your point, Drew. I'm more concerned with the trash collection and me being able to build the addition on top of my garage. But these, uh, this will be part of my platform when I uh, run on the um, uh, uh, Unitarian Party, the Corolla Party. <laughs> I mean, the Corolla, Corolla campaign. Party. What is our what is our affiliation now? Libertarian. Libertarian. No, that's right. Manny. Yeah. Wh- where's your grandpa now? 
happily alive with my grandmother. Oh, boy. I was in a psych hospital when I was 16 because I was self-destructive and of trying course, to kill of myself. Of course, of course. And and probably not even trying to kill yourself, but just, just cutting on yourself and that sort of thing, right? Actually, very good. Yeah. And I'm um, playing with needles and playing with yeah, my uh, I threw the dollar back you gave me earlier for not farting. Drew gives me a dollar every hour for not breaking weight, Marnie. Oh, but Benny, look, you're you're picking the wrong guys. You're picking guy. You're, you're trying to. You, you've got some unfinished business, and uh, these guys are targets to try to uh, sort of finish that, flush that out. You're divorced. Uh, Seth Ryden. You got a kid or two? Uh, two. And the husband, husband was physically abusive to you. Oh, uh, yeah, actually. How, how do we know that? Right, home, give me that dollar. I'll give it oh. back again. Okay, thank <laughs> and you. There you go. generations of alcoholism. Are you an alcoholic? Uh, recovering. Good right. for you. Marnie. God bless you. All right, there's you've got you've got a, a brick you laid right here. Okay, you you built you you're beginning your house, right? How many years of sobriety do you have? Uh, I think it's more of a barbecue. All right, know. the barbecue is building. How many years of sobriety do you have? Uh, about four. Four years. You That's like a, three bricks. You have a sponsor now? No, not I. I got out of it. Uh -oh. right, get yourself a sponsor and stay connected with somebody else. It's very hard, particularly with the history that you've had to make good choices without a, a a close connection with another human being, okay? All right. Uh you're going you're going to make bad choices. Oh, and you get got, a sponsor you really got, kiss right. your butt a little bit and who could who will not let you, you get away with too much stuff and reflect back to you some of the decisions you make so you don't get in situations where guys are looking at you as uh some sort of an object that they need to have total control over. Well, how can I make myself stop that? Because now there's quite a quite a reputation that I've got that I'm pretty good orally, and well, now everybody uh, wants to try me. Get a sponsor. Uh, what, have what, a more you live in uh, Mayberry. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Virginia. Where? Manassas, Virginia, where Lorena Bobbitt did her work. Oh. She says that with a sense of pride in her. Well, they got her. Uh, the Rotary <laughs> Club put her that picture right out front on the sign. Yeah. Entering. Um, uh, uh, do you know where your penis is? Entering uh, Manassas, Virginia. Hey, uh, Benny, yeah. stop acting out. Yeah. You have Moratorium. kids now. No Man. relationships. Get a sponsor. Uh, please. You have kids. Remember we're, we're, the message Slow we, down. we're sending to Grandma, we're send, Grandpa, we're sending it to you. No acting out. You Slow have down. kids. That's it. No more tattoos. No tattoos, oh, no piercing. Slow down. Oh, I got my tragus pierced. I know. All right, tragus. What is the tragus? It's, a, it's, it's that little flap. It's a heavy metal right. band, isn't no, it's it? This right here. Oh, that. Yeah. Oh, that's your ear, please. Uh, oh, you know, it could have been a vagina part. I may not have heard of. I, I, I'm a girl, and I thought maybe that. Yeah, that's what it was. Tragus. Hey, <laughs> so maybe that's where the G spot is. I got to go find that <laughs> tragus. That's where all my problems are stemming from. The tragus. She's been hiding the tragus all these years. Oh, this Benny. Oh, Grandpa. God knows what Grandpa did to Mom. To Benny's mom. And other grandkids. Hey, I'm all for uh, certain families being eradicated. I, I really am. like uh, Almost like a, a disease pack of dogs or something. Oh, please. Oh, what is that impulse? What the hell's wrong with us? What is this? What is he? Hey, please, there's no God. Everybody, relax. How can there be a God? There's no God. God does not uh, sit back and let molestation go down. Believe you me, and he would never put this impulse in people where uh, people like Benny uh, became the oral sex queen of their small town because Grandpa nailed them when they were eight.
Nobody, no, no creator puts that in anybody. But I, I really began to realize that, that, that there can't be a god unless he's just a uh, he, he's either no, uh, drunk or lazy or sadistic and, or and something. Wait, no, wait a minute. Maybe you'll see a glimmer of something spiritual in this, and that is that that thing which makes us good and better and uh, mm, capable of doing good as a human being. Mm-hmm. Is the same thing that comes undone in the other direction when 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 bad starts happening. Why do the bad though? I but, mean, because wh- what we're, is we're unraveling now, and it's up to us as a society to to bring it together. Yeah, but, okay, but listen, it's, it, why does God have to create an obstacle course? Do you know what I'm saying? Why can't He just relax if 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 and there is one, and just uh, go ahead and make people good? That's it. Uh, no war, no abuse. Because in order for us to have the capacity for good, we, it has a momentum to it. It builds no, on itself. It can be undone the same way. All right. <laughs> it's pretty vague. Isn't it? It's a ridiculous. It's ridiculous. If God did create everybody, he's split a long time ago. I got to tell you that. There's no way he's hanging out watching over everybody. No, He's but... not going to let all this go down. Ridiculous. It's an 11-year-old and a 13-year-old kid stake out of school and start shooting everybody. Where, where, where was God? Please. I, here's what I'll give you. He may have existed. He may have created the universe. But he's off on, like, Pluto napping right now. There's no way is he looking over this earth. Please. We're all, uh, we're all, uh, everyone has to look after uh, each other and the planet. I don't let's, think there's any let, supreme let's, being. But let's make that assumption that we ha- are in control of our destiny. Sorry, Marty. I know you're not even 18 yet and I had to uh, turn you into an atheist. But <laughs> please. But yeah, if, even, yeah. You should believe in God. You want you, you sing like a uh, like a lark, and you uh, you got a sitcom going on prime time. All right, Becky, what's up? It's Tim Allen. He should believe in God. This guy should be on his knees at the altar every day. <laughs> Becky. Yeah. Yeah. That's another case in point for why you don't believe there is a God. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. How can there be a God? Tim Allen is uh, show is on twice a week. <laughs> okay. It's on one network. Becky, what's going on there? Um. Well, I'm very nervous when I'm around my boyfriend. I mean, me and him aren't sexually active or anything, but I can do sexual things to him, but when he starts to do them to me, I get extremely nervous, and I don't know why. What are your thoughts at that point? I don't know. I just get really scared and stuff, and I don't know why. It just well, makes me really nervous. And you're, It's your... It's your you're, you're telling yourself you're not ready to do this. It's a way. Well, let a, Marnie help her out. Right, She's Marnie, a young she? female, fourteen. Oh, whoa! No, I, I wasn't exactly experimenting to that degree when I was fourteen. So, I yeah, can't. but but she says when well, when he starts, could, well you're no, female, what I'm saying though, is that I would have been very uncomfortable as well. Yeah, um, and it'd be, it's a, it's your body telling you this isn't right. Well, probably it's just. It's it's new. It's it's the beginning of something that she's she's well, doing, and see, it's, it's not exactly new for me because mm-hmm. in past relationships I mm-hmm. haven't had any trouble doing it. But I guess since I've been hurt in past relationships, uh, what well, are you I mean that that kind of that kind of sexual activity co- activity is is very very personal. You're really letting him in. You know what and, I mean? And and it, there's something going on. Something's, yeah. something's going on. If you're doing that with this yeah. is not the first Becky's experience. Becky's going to make a little argument for my God argument. At 14 uh, here. here, yeah. What happened, Becky? What do you mean, what happened? Earlier. Earlier? In a past relationship? Yeah. Like, uh, what were you doing? Were you, uh, what, what does your boyfriend want you to do that you don't want to do? Well, you see... Me and my boyfriend want to do it, but then when it gets to the point where we start to do it, it just makes me really nervous, just like oral sex and stuff. Right, but did you have you 
perform oral sex on your other boyfriends? Just one of my other boyfriends. All right. And how long ago was that? Um, two months. And uh, you all right? I mean, the family okay, all that stuff? No. no. Um, my dad just moved out to Seattle, like, last year. Mm-hmm. And my grandparents are getting old and senile and stuff. Well, everyone's <laughs> grandparents are getting old and senile. You're living with the grandparents? No, they own my house. They own your house? The that, house that your mom lives That your that, mom lives yeah. in. Yeah, that's how I grew up, actually. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, right. That's how come I got to live in a house. <laughs> I'll give you a house when you're on welfare. You just get a yeah. grandparent. Was it pissed off the way your mom took care of that house? Or hmm? didn't take care of it? Uh, they weren't thrilled, but they, you know, they had a long laundry list of things that the lawn was the least of their, uh, their worries. Uh, so Becky, anything weird happened to you growing up? Well, I can't remember a lot of my childhood because like, I think I've blocked it off, especially when my mom got remarried because the man was a total psycho. He used to, like, a, like beat me and stuff. All right. That, that's weird enough right there. Okay? <laughs> and that's why people at 14 start seeking refuge in intimate sexual encounters that end up causing more trouble than they than they. All right. So y- your impulse is right, Becky. This is something you're not comfortable with? Fine. Don't fight it. Everybody trusts that uh, not comfortable feeling. Unless it has to do with, like, working on my yard. I mean, what is our culture case, telling I want her? everyone to do it. Yeah, why, why does she feel like she's pressured to... Because, to she, she's because she got screwed with, I believe, when no, she no, was I'm younger. No, no, I'm saying rhetorically. I mean, it's, it's no, I, too bad that she feels kind of... Well, pressured. oh, I see, okay. Um, she should. Yeah, I, I don't know what happens, but when your self-esteem... I mean, ultimately, it's like this. Somebody screws around with you when you're young, and I don't necessarily mean sexual abuse, but just any kind of uh, neglect, uh, abuse, abuse, even abuse light, even just, you know, you come home at eight years old, you got a finger painting, and your mom looks at it and doesn't put it on the fridge. She throws it in a drawer and then throws it out or what have you. Just you don't count for much. You're not worth much. Then as you get older... You just think that that's, uh, you're, yeah, you're not worth much. And when someone asks you to do something, you just do it. Hey, go clean up that crap over there. Okay. Hey, uh, you know, hold still while I have sex with you. Yeah, all right. If you'll validate yeah. me and make me feel good for this moment, sure. Yeah, that's yeah, sort of just you pay a little attention to me. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be forever grateful. Yeah. And, uh, that's, uh, that's all it is. They're like, uh, they're like dogs that have been beaten by their previous owner. You, you come over and you just give them a little pat on the head and they're, they go nuts. Mm-hmm. It's so, boy, somebody's uh, reaching out to me. So, this is what goes on. I, however, never met any of these girls in high school. <laughs> Apparently, the high school I went to, uh, everyone came from total sanity. And, uh, the, you know, I was like 17. Hey, uh, can I feel your breasts? Are you kidding? Police. Even people with that p- kind of past have, oh. have judgment. <laughs> Please, Charles. I just for, uh, wish for once I could uh, I could have ran into one of these girls from the broken broken home and the abusive stepdad. But uh, no, no such luck. All right, uh, Marnie Patterson is here. Something so right. Tuesday nights, ABC, and we'll be back. I feel so liquidy. Really? Why? You're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Doctor Drew. Loveline, I'll be right back. One oh one five K Rock. Hey, this is Stephen Baldwin, and you're listening to Love Line. 
Yes, you is. Marnie Patterson is here from the Something So Right Tuesday nights, ABC. Very attractive young blonde, sings, dances, acts. Got a B in her acting class at school, she was saying. They're ridiculous. You make about 50 times as much as a teacher and they give you a B. That's just sour grapes. Please. Anyone that's on a sitcom? Listen, I'm teaching uh, high school drama. Uh, sitcom? Hey! <laughs> hey! You're on an effing sitcom. Hey! I know, she's not even a theater major. She's like a major oh, in like please. PE. And but theater. listen, I would drop out of school right now if I were you. <laughs> Enough with this education. There's nothing that disturbs me more than Don't someone give it up. talking about stop. whatever you it do. Is. You, get edu- you get an education so you can make a buck. You're already making ten times as much as anyone so who teaches over there. You get an education so you can contribute. Contribute what? She's on a sitcom. Your job's not to get fired. That's what you do on a sitcom. Don't get fired. And make it four years so you can get the syndication, and then you just sit back and laugh. You'll be 22 years old. You'll be sitting in some big high-rise condo, uh, chain-smoking, uh, uh, making a, a pledge to get into some sort of aerobics class that never that you never end up taking, uh, sitting around with some uh, boyfriend who you, you suspect is gay. You know he's bi. But you're waiting on that check. You're getting that big check. Drew... We can't get any kind of residual checks in our business, can we? We can't. No, we can't. We're on MTV. They don't have residuals. Oh. Yeah. That's too bad. Oh, she literally, she's very upset. Yeah, <laughs> she's actually really sorry bad. for us. Oh, can you imagine if they did it, though? All right. So uh, when you go back and start uh, re-doing uh, more episodes? Hopefully, um, August. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we'll be picked up, but we're not right. sure. We won't mm-hmm. know till May. Is your boyfriend uh, in the business? Um, Sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Is that big enough? Yeah. He's an actor, though, right? I mean, he's no he's no grip or... No. He's not in craft service or anything. No. <laughs> no, he's an actor. Do we know him? No. Yes, we may. No. He's very cute? Yes. Okay. Is he is he dreamy or is he hunky? Both. Mm-hmm. Do you think he may have dated me when I was 18? Huh? You would have dated me when I was 18, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's Here we go. I would have made you like two. All right, where are we? Jack. Yeah. You're 28. Yeah, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yep. Hold on, Drew, did you find anything on any of those masks? Yeah, I've got it here. Oh, great. Uh, but but it, wait, no, no, wait. I have to copy them and put them together because it, it goes across both masks. Oh, all right. Let me do it. All right. Jack, go ahead. Yeah, um, I was thinking about, well, I, actually, I wanted to start taking Valtrex daily. Valtrex, all right. And um, I wanted to know. Valtrex is a is a cereal. Yeah, Valtrex. Valtrex is a, is is a herpes a, medication. Is a, right, it's a it's a form of a cyclovir, basically. There's rice Valtrex and there's wheat Valtrex. Valcyclovir. <laughs> Thank you. Really holds up to milk, does Valtrex. And I wanted to know. I was afraid that I might develop a resistance after a while to it, and mm. also what the long term effects were. Mm. Uh, long term. There's debate about it, frankly, uh, and uh, there are some newer indications that suggest that it is reasonable to take these drugs on a regular basis for people that have frequent recurrences. In terms of long-term effects, nobody knows for sure, but it looks effective and looks safe at the present time. Uh, I am not a huge fan of suppressive therapy for with antiviral drugs for herpes uh, sufferers because there's no endpoint, uh, and I just I am very uncomfortable with putting people on. Um, indeterminate lengths of treatment with uh, medication that only been around a few years. It's effective, and people are very. Free. I, I put people on it. Uh, what I tend to do more is uh, is give people 
uh, brief courses when there's even any hint of an outbreak. And however frequently that needs to be, just go ahead and do that. Oh, I'm so glad I'm, I'm not there during those uh, dissertations with okay. you and the chalkboard and the uh, you know big uh, herpy caricature <laughs> up on there named uh, <laughs> um, happy Herbie. Herpes. Herbie Happy. Herbie the uh, love, <laughs> the love shanker. Jack, do you have frequent occurrences? Yeah. How often? Um, about ten a year. Ten a year. It's about one a month, basically. Yeah. Why don't you just take a take a course? You know, you know, you know when it's coming. Why don't you take a brief course of Famvir or Valtrex whenever it's coming? I, I'm just nervous about these chronic suppressive therapy. Marnie, you fact, n- in, never in, give yourself up in, to a in man. In fact, do you hear me? As God is my witness, you stay pristine. And, do you see what's floating around out there? And in yeah. pregnancy, I, I'm, herpes, I'm, AIDS, Adam, shankers, my thought, cankers, in fact, flankers. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'm, I'm realizing where some of my discomfort came with chronic uh, uh, viral therapy, antiviral therapy, is that Zovrax was being indicated for a while for suppressive therapy, and I saw lots of people get very vague symptoms from it, and people kind of blew it off as not related to their medication, mm-hmm. but even with trouble concentrating and depressions and all kinds of stuff that really affected their quality of life. Took them off the medication, it went away. Mm. So I, I'm just just a little leery of myself. So okay, I have no idea what you're I was thinking about Marnie. Marnie, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to hit yes. a midlife crisis in about 10, 11 years. Mm-hmm. I want you to wait for me. Stay pristine. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, go out and have a little fun with some of these kids in the backseat of the car. But don't pick up anything major. Okay. Nothing that uh, my team of doctors can't get rid of. <laughs> You'll be uh, 28 at that time. I'll be 44, 45. I'll be uh, looking to score with a younger chick. And I'll, you know, and I'll be ready to settle down at that point, too. Did work for Seinfeld. Hmm. It worked for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Except for he went. Uh, I think he went down another another eight or <laughs> another nine years. years. Yeah, another ten years. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to do that. I'll go down like twenty eight. All right. Have your kicks now. Just don't fall in love. That's okay. all I'm saying. And don't give it up. Okay. I'll wait for you, Drew. That's Adam. <laughs> I'm Adam. That's uh, Drew over there. I think it was a Freudian slip. Anna. Yeah. I'll wait for Drew too. <laughs> <laughs> really? Do you really think I was Drew? Okay. No. Anna? Yeah. Hey, I could work that. Hey, you guys listen to radio show? Yeah. Ever see a TV show? No. Hey, I'm Drew. <laughs> Bring it on, baby. Oh, all that rap about me, I uh, love my wife, that's just uh, so much radio nonsense. All right, Anna. All right. What's going on? Anna? Yeah. No, all let's right. not talk. Let's just see how long it's. <laughs> She's taking you literally. That's you, Anna. Huh? Okay. Right, that's it. I'm putting Anna back on hold. So I'm going to leave her there with her uh, three IQ points so they can uh, like uh, go around a maypole or something. Peter. Yep. You're 24. Yep. What's going on? I have a problem where uh, I had sex with my girlfriend, and uh, after uh, I orgasm come, um, uh, if I go to go a second round again, my uh, erection is painful. It's like sore. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is normal. It's yeah. like it takes like six hours for the soreness to go away. Hmm. Well, that's uh, that's a hell of a refractory period. Yeah. And it's not that it's not refractoriness because you're able to have an erection, right? No, I, I'm you know I, I get a chubby and uh, it's good to go in about you know 15 minutes. But it's just that like even in, like if I press up against her, it's just painful. Where's the pain? Um, just throughout the shaft. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure what that is, frankly. But uh, I, Wait, I mean, are you having vigorous sex? 
no. It's just normal, or I guess. Mm-hmm. How long are you going before the during the first time? Uh, I mean, it's just average, like, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. It's the same thing. It could, it could even be oral sex. It's the same deal. Mm-hmm. What about when you, like, wake up in the morning? Uh, no, because I'm not, you know, ha having an huh. orgasm. Huh. Interesting. Oh, so it's an orgasm sets it off. Yeah, mm -hmm. it can, I mean, like mm -hmm. with the uh, if you're going on the uh, route where it could be vigorous. I understand. No, we got the, the picture here. I, I'm not sure. I, there's nothing medical that comes to mind for me. Uh, obviously, your body's telling you something, and you don't want to do things that cause pain if you can avoid it. No. I don't know what you can do about this, though. And no, I'm not kill entirely himself. clear why this is occurring, but it's not anything you need to be worried about. You want any medication? No. And you have no medical problems? No. Mm. Is going to be some problem with his urethra? Well, he's not, but he's not, it's not, it doesn't sound like urethral pain. It's actually soft tissue <laughs> problem. Sore. Yeah. You know, just like I I really worked it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't rub Ben Gay on it. I made that mistake once in a bind. <laughs> oh, boy. Camping. There wasn't what anything about, around. It was that or yeah. mosquito repellent. You oh. know, I had to go with the Ben Gay. Oh, but, my uh, God. Don't do that. Sporin? Very painful. What about what? There, the penis is very porous. Neosporin. No, no that's a skin. stay away from yeah, that, these, too. These are all skin uh, uh, remedies. This sounds like something deep in the soft tissue, and I, I would just give it a rest. That I couldn't help with. That I know nothing no, about. No, no. No. We'll be having vigorous sex in about 10 or 11 years. So, Actually, at that point, I'll probably just have one of my seconds do it. I'll be too tired and too busy, but um, don't worry. Don't worry. You're going to make quite a trophy wife for me. You'll be my second wife. <laughs> Was that the, would that be the uh, the uh, universal erection sound engineer? Mike? That's good. I haven't heard that one yet. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. Have Ooh. we ever heard that on this show? Not no. such a uh, bigger. Amazing. You must have pulled up uh, one of Lycus's carts or something. All right. Let me just uh, talk to. Uh, we got to go to break. Yes. Let me just uh, let me just see Anna here for one second. Anna. Yes. All right. You all right? You got your question ready? Yeah. All right. We're gonna go to break. A uh, okay. boyfriend of three years says if she won't have sex with him, he'll dump her. Yeah. All right. Then we're, we'll uh, we'll be disgusted by the uh, mm. state of uh, society when we come back after we talk to you, okay? All right. All right. So hang on. This is Loveline. Loveline will be right back. Love line. Mm. On 101.5 K-Rock. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Marnie Patterson is here from Something So Right. ABC Tuesday night, 830. Marnie showed up in her PJs, by the way, which I, I like. We've had, you know, it is the radio after all. We've had guests, most guests uh, dress rather casually. But the PJs, that is really casual. I like that. Print? Yeah, they're very okay. sexy. They're uh, kind of uh, flannelly. May, may I touch your PJs? Sure. I'll just extend the sleeve. So you know. Oh yes, yes, you little tigress, you. Look at this. Uh, look at the leopard print there. Very yes, true with the uh, with the head knot. Drew's perfected the radio head knot. And uh, what kind of uh, what kind of slippers you sporting there? Panda bear. Can I see one, please? You don't have to take it off. Very lovely. Can you drive in those things? Yes. Really? I'll take I'm it off. I'm 
<laughs> Boy, she's getting a little sexed up now, Drew. She'll be 18 in three weeks and legal, you know. You're misinterpreting something. Okay. <laughs> Drew, how's it going with the map? Thank Drew's you, coming to my house tomorrow. I'm giving him a map, but uh, he's having to do it uh, like uh, like uh, someone who works on the bomb squad trying to put together a letter that uh, was uh, a threatening letter where they cut out uh, all the... Uh, print from the uh, newspapers you figured out drew oh yes that's excellent all right should we go back to the phones yeah where are we was i uh, i want to talk to uh, anna anna yeah <clears throat> i'm having a problem all righty um well i'm 13 and my oh, boyfriend's okay. like 15 and he wants to get into like a more serious relationship hmm. like a sexual relationship hmm. and mm -hmm. or he'll like dump me what do you think, Marnie? What do you say to a guy like that? Well, did he, I mean, did he say he was actually going to dump you, or are you just speculating that he would? No, he said that. He said he would dump you if you don't sleep with him. Yeah. You're 13. Mm -hmm. This and is not somebody that you should be with, I'm sorry to say. No, this that's, is, that's, he's basically using you for an experience. <laughs> he's telling you, no, he's telling you he doesn't care about you. That's what he's telling you. And I've had, like, problems in the past and stuff. Hmm. Like what? Like with older people. When I was younger and stuff. Oh, boy. Uh, Drew, start digging the root cellar. I mean, she's telling us what's going on. Of course. Uh, Anna, what happened? Well, after... Like, Hi, I'm Robin Pierce, program director at 101.5 K-Rock. Through the many months since Loveline first appeared on K-Rock on April 1st, 1996, we've had great success with many phone calls and letters in regards to Loveline. Loveline does contain adult subject matter and may contain language that's not appropriate <clears throat> for the dinner table. If you have any comments regarding Loveline or any programming on 101.5 K-Rock, you can contact us via mail at 2414 Casement Road, Manhattan, Kansas. Six, six, Why don't you get back into that for a few years, right? This is a time in your life when, you know, as you hit 14, 15, some of the fantasies of solving the problems of childhood tend to evaporate and it can be a very painful experience and you might sort of seek solutions for those feelings in these abusive relationships you might be trying to fix it in your present peer relationships uh in the face of the fantasy of childhood somehow being healed vanishing i think you ought to get some help really well, no, i mean I, I would honestly, seriously not sleep with him because uh, how she that, no. from that? Don't she's, sleep with anybody she's for not 20 years. Right. You yep. save herself like Marnie's saving herself for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be short 11, 12 years. It'll pass in a blink of an eye. I'll be waiting. Yeah. I want you to like eat like uh, health food and just uh, uh, work out like aerobics class. And, and, and uh, stay out of the sun. Okay. You're very fair-skinned, and uh, you don't have a wrinkle on you now. That's the way I like it. Does Ledgewood go into Beachwood? I don't know, Drew. Fr Frank. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, you're 19. What's going on? Yeah, um, my problem is that um, I'm a black guy, but we don't find black women all that attractive. You know, I'm not gay or anything like that. It's just that we don't find them all that attractive. You know, I like, you know, white girls or Mexican girls or whatever, but black girls is just, you know, every, you know, like a Tony Braxton. Well, yeah, you know, but... right. Hold on. That's a black woman, Drew. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> he thought that was a heavyweight fighter from the 50s. <laughs> but, you know, like, when you know, around here, down here in Fresno, it's just like, you know, I don't know, is something wrong with me or, you know. Do they, uh, they have a lot of black women in Fresno? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they do? 
Yeah. Yeah, people get into their own things, and I don't know where that stuff gets established. I'll take anything. I'm just into good looking. I like the large breast. Yeah, yeah. But I have a friend. Uh, it's another thing we have to talk about augmentation uh, later on after the show. Not yet. Not now. And I don't know what you look like underneath there. But, you know, when you're 28, 29 months, get a little work. I'll pay for it. He's I'm in, grooming Marnie for my Adam, midlife Adam crisis, the, the, everybody. The, the three liter. Uh, yeah, I like the big either. carnival. Oh, I shouldn't worry. It's right, a good sign. I may, <laughs> we may sneak in at nine years right under the wire there instead of the uh, 10 or 11. Frank, I got a, I got a uh, black friend of mine. He's into the Asian women. This is trouble because those Asian families, uh, they don't, they don't like the black guys coming around. Yeah. They don't even want them to date white guys or Mexican guys or anything. They just want them to date, uh, other Asian guys. And different Asian cultures are even more uptight about that. Kind of I would Korean probably say the most, uh, prejudice would be, uh, certain Asian cultures. Wouldn't you say, Drew? It certainly is in, ter in that area in terms of their daughters. I know. No one likes to call anyone but white guys prejudiced, but there's uh, many cultures that are. Oh, yeah. So this poor black guy's got to go after all these Asian women. He never gets any of them because uh, their dads are ready to kill him. So I'm not screwed up or anything like that, then. No, no. You're just into whatever you're into. No, I don't think anything's wrong with you. I think you just <laughs> have a specific preference. But, I mean, is, is there anything that um, may have triggered it? Like, uh, is there, uh, you know, do you hate your mom and she's oh, black, no, or no, do you watch no. too much uh, What's Happening Now or something <laughs> when you're a kid? No Surely Hemp Hill screwed you up. No, probably just growing up in a, in a white suburb for, for so, a long time and so just moving down to Fresno. Uh-huh. Which is more diversified, so that's probably it. I mean, so just, you think you're into whatever you grew up around? Yeah, I guess that might be it. And what about it? Can you, what, how do the, uh, how's the pickings with the white women? Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of attractive ones, and I like them a lot. It's just that, you know, I don't want to disappoint my parents because they're not saying don't do it. They're saying it's like kind of saying don't do it. But you know what I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Are they worried that just it's a tough road for you, and they don't want you to be uh, yeah, stuck yeah, in any misery? Yeah, yeah, they're not prejudiced or anything. It's just that they don't want me to. They, they never had an interracial relationship yeah, themselves. No. Well, you you look at it this way. I don't think that necessary. I think there's a sort of um, inherent thing in parents to want their children's children to look like them. Yeah. I really think there there is. I don't know if it's good or bad, but I think it's inherent to most parents to want their child, male or female, to have offspring that, uh, you know, is their shade. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's... I mean, I don't think that makes you a bigot to want that. I think it does to demand it. Uh -huh. I mean, to forbid your mm -hmm. son or daughter from dating somebody of a, of a different ethnicity is wrong. Uh, to kind of want it in the back of your mind? Yeah, I think all parents are that way. I think uh, even the most liberal of black uh, families would like to see their black child with a black woman. And I think the most liberal of uh, free-thinking white families would like to see their white children with another uh, white person, except for my family. They're not liberal. They just don't care. They don't care. Bring on a 700-pound black lesbian. God bless you. Sit down. Have some tofu. We're eating weeds later on. You have some. Oh, weeds. yeah. All right, so, uh, Frank, God bless you. All right, thanks, guys. Oh, uh, get them white women. <laughs> okay. All right. And here's what, you know, here's what I think Frank's saying. In, 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 they're, they're white women that are not going to date black guys, but there's a handful that are really into black guys. So you're going to get, um, you're not going to stand a chance with some, but then others, you're going to get them just because you're black. See, Drew? Hmm. It's good thinking. 
Ever date a black woman? I think I dated a black woman, actually, but I didn't get any sex. So You think you did? I know. I, I went out with a black woman like a handful of times, but I never got any sex. What about... Uh... Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, for Christ's sake, Drew, you knocked my headphones off. <laughs> and like, Ivory? Uh, yeah. That was, uh, that was like uh, two black women, yeah. Oh, I thought it was a, a mix. Oh, no, 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 it was, but it was enough. <laughs> could have uh, put her in a Cuisinart. I could have poured two big talk on <laughs> black women. Right. Thanks for bringing that up, Drew. <laughs> Forgot about that. All right, please. Uh, Marnie, you're not even 18, right? <laughs> you don't need to hear about Ebony and Ivory. All right, we'll be back. Uh, oh, yeah. Everybody now. Manhattan, Topeka, Junction City. The captain has turned on the no smoking sign. Please return the stewardess to her full upright position for landing. Topeka's home of rock and roll. 101.5 K-Rock. 8.30. ABC. Right between home improvement and then more home improvement. Probably going to do a spinoff, uh show where uh, like one of the kids uh, breaks off and goes to college or something in home improvement yeah yeah one's like involved in drugs and oh really they're making it like no. a, a big deal are they yeah. doing that yeah you know I love the uh, but it, it was so it was ridiculous it's great yeah whenever TV does those uh, exactly. very uh, special <laughs> episodes I, uh, I was actually saw a very special episode of uh, eight is enough the other day where the oldest brother David uh, was moved out on his own and he grew a beard, and he was riding a motorcycle, and they got strung out. They never get strung out on heroin or crank or meth or any of this nonsense. It's always some prescription. Oh, yeah. Yeah, prescription, something that the doctor had been giving them. Yeah. And then they do a thing where they're riding the motorcycle, and they almost get into an accident. And then they stop, and they get off the motorcycle, and they pull it out of their pocket, and they look at it, and they throw it yes. into the river. Yeah. And then they come back, and you know he's back because he shaved the beard. See, he shaved the beard. And then he comes back, and uh, the dad welcomes back yeah, the old David. Me. Yes. Big he, hug. And he's back, and there's a big hug. Uh, here Everything comes the music. Mm, yeah. It's fine now. He was huh. hooked on uh, prescription meds for three days. He's all right now. And we're also huh. learning a lesson. This yeah. is reality. The reality is, if you throw the stuff far enough into a lake and shave, you'll be fine. <laughs> I'd have start some kind of clinic. Forget about this methadone and uh, this uh, blood cleansing and all this rehab and Benny Ford. All I need is a couple of razors and a lake. Uh, the women, I guess, will give them like a bikini wax or shave their legs or something, and they can throw uh, throw it in. in. <laughs> a Jewish women could shave their uh, upper lip. But, uh, yeah, shave their underarms and then just uh, throw the pills in the lake. They're all better now. And then you got to go hug your dad who's waiting at the door. And uh, he, yeah, I, uh, this is the message we've been trying to uh, uh, provide here on this show. Is the, yeah. re- reflection, re- reflection of reality. Right. Yeah. So whenever anybody on a sitcom gets hooked on drugs, it's not an illegal drug. It's uh, the ladies get hooked on um, like the Dexatrim. Mm-hmm. They get uh, hooked on the weight loss stuff. And the guys uh, get hooked on uh, some sort of painkiller. Yeah, painkiller. Or uh, it could be cigarettes or something sure. like that. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, they never found, uh, never find any angel dust. And of course, the messages that were pumped into the media during the late seventies and eighties have have created a utopian society. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll Let's continue with that. All right, so uh, here's what I hope. I hope everyone watches uh, something so right, and uh, I hope Ted McGinley uh, gets on, is introduced as like the uh, shop teacher on uh, home improvement because that means the show only has about six months to go. Whenever Ted McGinley comes on, whether it be uh, whether it be the Love Boat or uh, Happy Days or Married with Children, that's the beginning of the end. When they go to the bullpen and McGinley comes out, there's trouble afoot. So I can only hope that McGinley gets onto this show because that's how I know there's just a few more, few more months left in it. All right, I want to thank everyone who deserves uh, thanking. We're running late. And until next time, this is Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are not necessarily those of the staff or management or producers or directors or the advertising or anyone. They might be Bob's. I'm Bob, and they're mine. The producer of Loveline is Dan Wilkins. Loveline is a presentation of Westwood One Entertainment. Arg. We now return you to your highly tested, regularly scheduled programming. Bye.